everyone, and welcome to another episode of Access Ability. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games, and more people to see themselves in the games they play? Now, when it comes to futuristic gaming tech, I'm a huge fan of VR. I'm the kind of person that I bought a second-hand Oculus Rift development kit back when the technology barely worked. I own a PlayStation VR, I own an Oculus Quest, which is that sort of little standalone one that released a couple of years ago. I've got an HTC Vive. I'm a really big fan of what virtual reality tech can do. I think it's really interesting. However, I recognise that I'm really lucky to be able to play virtual reality games the way they're designed. I have two eyes that are about the same strength as each other, and I can see in stereoscopic 3D pretty well. I have use of both my hands, I have the ability to sit down and stand up repeatedly as required, I have good mobility in both of my arms, I have relatively good mobility in my hands. A lot of things that VR likes to do, I'm physically capable of doing. I'm physically capable of interacting with a lot of what VR a lot of what VR software seems to have been built around in the last few years. VR gaming technology is fascinating, and it's amazing in so many ways, but elements of VR that have become seemingly fundamental aspects of VR game design in the last few years are in many ways really limiting who can engage with that tech. There's a lot of aspects of what make VR gaming what it currently is that mean that certain people just can't engage with it. And that's a problem, that's something we need to be thinking about. So today we're going to talk about virtual reality gaming. We're going to talk about the parts of it that make it difficult for some disabled players to play VR games, and we're going to talk about why VR gaming accessibility is such a tough problem to fix. Let's start right at the top. I have fairly even vision between both my eyes, and as such, I can perceive depth reasonably well. For players who may have significant weakness in one eye, or only have the use of one of their eyes, VR games are often still technically playable, but may lack a sense of depth. While this isn't an issue in all video games, a lot of VR games play around with depth perception as a gameplay mechanic, because it's a core part of what VR tech is able to to do with its technology. From trying to catch things being thrown at you with your real-world hands, to throwing an item into a gap, often VR games assume you can perceive depth and set up gameplay mechanics accordingly. Beyond that, because most VR headsets come with motion controls available as standard, most VR games are designed around two-handed motion controls. There are some exceptions to this, the wonderful music rhythm game Tetris Effect brings to mind, but most big-name VR titles focus on two-handed motion controls with no alternative. We're talking games like Beat Saber, Super Hot VR, or Pistol Whip, for example. You need to be able to reliably swing your arms around in multiple directions on short notice with no alternative playstyle. And I mean, I get it. Moving your hands in the real world to interact with a video game, if you're able to do it, feels really satisfying. These are experiences fundamentally built around how cool it feels to move your hands around in 3D space. The issue is, most of these games are so fundamentally designed around this idea that there is literally no way to change it. A really high percentage of VR titles are designed to be fundamentally motion-controlled experiences, and that's just a reality of how people are currently designing for the platforms. Furthermore, a lot of VR games require players to frequently switch between seated and standing positions. You might have to physically 
duck down and look under a virtual table, or stand up to get the right viewing angle to see that final person you need to shoot. While some VR games allow you to set your default player height so that someone seated isn't positioned in a world that's too large to interact with, they usually don't have methods in place for players to duck down or raise up without doing so physically in the real world. So what can we do to help players with disabilities play more VR games? Well, let's look at some games that are already accessible to disabled players, and some steps being taken to make more games work for more people. First up, I want to talk about a program called Walk-In VR. Walk-In VR is a driver which can be installed on PC, and works with most of the current PC VR headsets as long as they work with Steam VR. The driver allows players a variety of options which can work around limitations they may face in VR games. Players can get a friend to assist them using an Xbox controller, mapping walking in 3D space to an analogue stick rather than real-world walking movements. Players who are wheelchair users or bedbound, and may not be in a position to switch between being seated, standing, prone, and crouching, can use button holds and motion to switch between these positions. Players who may not have a full range of movement in their arms could use button holds and motions to move the virtual controller further than they can personally reach. And the software even supports using a Kinect camera to allow players who may struggle to hold controllers to instead use their hands as the controllers. On the topic of allowing gamers to use their hands rather than traditional controllers, the Oculus Quest recently had an update which means that now you can use your hands instead of controllers. The the system will track your hands, it uses the uh, all of the cameras that are on the front of the headset, and you can use your hands in place of controllers. And that's wonderful, I'm glad that hand tracking is becoming more of a thing in virtual reality, that is only a positive. So other than walk-in VR and the Oculus Quest with its hand tracking ability, Let's talk about some games that are already doing things to make themselves more accessible for disabled players. Earlier in this video, I discussed the fact that Tetris Effect is entirely playable sat down in a static position, without motion controls. The game still makes amazing use of the immersive nature of VR, but doesn't default to involving motion controls in that experience. I am certainly not saying VR games can't make use of motion controls, but it would be great if we could see a wider number of games produced that worked without motion. Games like Pixel Rift, for example, make great use of inhabiting a fake physical space without being heavily themed around motion controls. Games like The Persistence address another issue often not tackled in VR games, by providing on-screen visual prompts for audio cues. Not every VR gamer will be able to hear where an in-game sound came from, and just like other forms of video games, visual indicators make games more accessible to deaf or hard-of-hearing players. We recently did a whole episode about hard-of-hearing and deaf player support, which you can find linked in the video description below. Lastly, I would love to see VR games, as a standard, adopt options for players to teleport at will around environments, and to pick up things that are not in their reach. Let players point at a location and simply jump there. Let players point at an object they can't quite reach and just magnetise it a little bit to their hand. Allow as much movement and collection of items from an environment to be done with limited movement or reach. As I said at the start of this video, VR gaming has a long way to go to be truly accessible. You've got people like Walk-In VR making unofficial tools which are definitely helping more people to play a wider variety of VR games, but fundamentally VR game developers have treated certain aspects of VR game design as standards, and those standardised ideas are really limiting who can play VR games, and who VR games feel welcoming to. The medium still has a long way to go with VR, but I really hope that if people think about what they're doing with game design, we can find creative solutions. 
we've got a long way to go, but we're making progress, and I want to believe that someday VR can be an accessible form of gaming, even if it's a very long way away from that currently. 